Wait, wait a minute. The, this is the first time doing it after uh, Elon Musk bought yes, it. So, it so we, we uh, there, I guess there's more freedom of speech now, right? I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get this going. That, you know, you know what that means, Jotoel. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to uh, Cantina Mix Football Podcast. I'm your host, Jaime Landeros. We have a full panel tonight on Twitter Spaces. If you don't feel confident or brave enough to speak up, that's quite okay. You can hop on our YouTube live feed and uh, hit us in the chat there. But this is episode 332 and uh, coming live on Twitter Spaces now owned by Elon Musk. How are we doing, folks? <laughs> We're doing well, man. All right. Hello, per your Monterrey is what's going on? Four games now, winless streak. Let me let me get something straight. Since this is a football podcast, I don't even know why I joined, <laughs> but <laughs> because I haven't watched any football since Aguirre got sacked. Uh, that, uh, yeah, El Vasco, El Vasco, but, but you know, I kind of just tuned it out, you know? I'm just waiting for the World Cup now. Oh, yeah, Monterrey was kind of interesting because then he, he comes in and uh, Rey Midas, and he gets a couple of results. Uh, you know, I think it was, I think he beats America. They beat Santos. They He got his big revenge against... Chivas, which, you know, stirred up some changes. And then after that, um, it's been one, two, three, like about four games. Like yeah. three games, not be able to win. Uh, they lose to Pumas, 0-0 against Atlas, and then a big defeat against Pachuca, which are another of the main stories because they are in first place. I don't think many people expected Tuzos to be at top of the table, and uh, there they are right now. They lost to uh, – uh, oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Keep going. San Luis, right? Atletico San Luis? Yeah, they did. Yeah, I did see that one. But I what I what I was more amazed by is how El Vasco immediately got picked up by a Spanish team and, bam, <laughs> getting them results. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't even know how this works. If we look overall, lost the plot, man. <laughs> no, I think because I think we judge really quick. We're very harsh, and, and with the coaches because it's a very short season. So that's what we judge it on. But on it was more three than four that. games, three or four games, and we're already judging a coach. No, no, um, exactly. It's more than that. That players were getting assaulted. There was chance of uh, Vasco da Sasco. It, it was, was a whole, yeah. It, it was a whole campaign, let me tell but, you. But, yeah, it, I get, but I mean, I'll, I'll say it again. It's because they want immediate results. Uh, they had one. What do you want with them? Was it the Champions? What, what do you know? The, the, the CONCACAF Champions League, we won that one. Okay, that's yeah. right. He won that. And then in the league, he just wasn't doing as good. Um, I know fans wanted. Football Japan, you know, they want the, the I was at that football. final. It was uh, a beautiful match. Let me tell you. And maybe the thing is, maybe the thing is, Vasco's just a much better firefighter than he is like a, a long-term coach. I think other, or 
we need to bring back the the mentality of uh, la volpe processos that they need to we need to give them patience uh because now like Joel said is that people want results immediately and and we need to go back to basics sometimes you know well yeah Vasco for three four games not doing too good there's probably fans already turning on him but I do think and they're pretty sure uh they're pretty I think they have uh Pachaca in lockdown and I think he's that one he's a type of coach once he gets in there he he knows how to play the Liguilla system but um I do think one one of the problems with Rayados was you know it has to be with some of the players that probably just for one reason or another don't belong in the team anymore and so Ooh, you're looking like for who? that Jake, I want to know some names No I don't I, I <laughs> was Fayez Mori Johnson right here telling me he hasn't watched he's like, we we bring our Monterrey expert in he's No he's, I uh, Honestly, focusing I mean, on the World Cup. Let, you know, you know when you're in, a, in a, watching a football match, especially your own team, it's like a, a respite, you know, like, oh, I'm taking a break from the real world. I haven't had that chance. The real world has been taking me. Oh, I know. So, but I do catch glimpses here and there, you know, and I know for a fact that we, we do need a, 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 a squad overhaul. And first of all, whoever made that decision to trade, you know, Charlie, Charlie Rodriguez. Oh my God. Yeah. That was just like a bad, a bad deal. In my opinion, that guy had so much upside more than Luis Romo. Yeah. Mr. Romo, you know, he's a good player. Don't get me wrong, but Charlie just has, has more, it's a more complete player. I don't even know how. So somewhere out and there younger. is making decisions is making decisions that are not football related, that are bringing bringing the institution down. If I'm not mistaken, uh, Luis Romo's contract was about to expire, and I guess Cruz Azul didn't want the same thing that happened or Berlin happened, where he's just walking away for free. So they they did that trade for for Charlie, and yeah, they definitely got the better end of the deal for sure. I guess I'm still trying to figure out why they why they uh, did make the trade with Charlie because I would have I, I probably would have stuck with him unless there's off the field issues with him I, I I don't see any reason to get to get rid of Charlie. Yeah, off the field or locker room maybe. Yeah, I know on the field uh, with the national team he sometimes looks like he has a shitty attitude, but <laughs> but uh, guy's a good player. I don't know about a shitty attitude. That guy is actually a very humble dude that's just in there to to get the job done. I, I don't know about that. Uh, he he leaves he he leaves everything on the field. That that guy was a workhorse, and I don't know. The the Luis Romo is one of those players that are when it's time to how do you say to deliver, like you know, say say chica. I don't know how to say that in. in in uh, in English, but you know, this he he just has that mid-jetty mentality where he's just not when it's time when he, when he is needed, he makes bullheaded moves. I don't know. That's that's just my take on it. But you know, yeah, there's something going on in the team that I I just lost. I actually don't lose interest that easy. But you know, right. Well, add to that, your 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 main goal scorer, El Mechizo, 
is injured, right? He's been yeah. injured a couple times in the last year or so. So so production with goals is is yeah, dwindling hi. a little bit. Hi, Asmori, you know, making honor to his name. And then Jensen <laughs> crying. I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> dude. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll see, dude. I don't mean to cut you off, but we got like, not not you, I mean, the Monterrey talk, because you're crosstown rivals, Tigres, second place. They haven't been doing too hot, but then again, they pretty much got second place in lockdown. They're not budging. They're already going through uh, top four, so they miss. They don't have to do repechaje. Piojo's getting some heat. I don't put much attention to that because I know there are coaches. Once you have something secure, they try things or they they just you know they'll they'll um they'll sort of take off the the uh you saying the foot off the pedal a bit. So there's Tigres. Uh, I still I still think they're candidates for the title. I would even put Monterrey, but unless those problems are, are way more than we have seen, but I would still put them as you know, as the craziness of Liguilla, man. We've seen we've seen the eighth place team jump in, but Monterrey's not your typical eighth place team. Uh, they're one of the top four. Their fr- um, their Frenchies are definitely delivering, I gotta tell you guys that. Tobin, Tijak, oh man. They're on fire. But once oh, when the Liga comes, they're going to go, Salviki Pee, Salviki Pee. They're going to jump ship. Watch, you see. Well, if I read that correctly, <laughs> Gignac uh, got, is injured and won't be playing next week. Okay, but I see, and it's, I don't think as long as he's like, a, it's a very bad injury, I don't think it, it affects the team since, again, they pretty much have second place secured. Uh, what's up for grabs is third and fourth, third Puebla. Uh, La Cremona again, you know, he's been the big name as coaching. Like everybody wants him for next season. Uh, so they're they're in third with 26 points, and not those defending champions. I've I've eaten crow, gentlemen, because I said they were gonna not be able to hold up. Maybe some campeonitis, but here they are, man, fourth place, also with 26 points, and. Uh, and then, so we have to mention America, because they're in fifth. They got they're just one point behind, and they're coming, I believe, on a six-game winning streak. They're on fire. Which is just beat Tigres, right? Six games, dude. It's ah. Uh, yeah, they just, they beat, just Tigres. beat Tigres. They did. They worked on Tigres, two zero, and and at their at Tigres' house. Uh they it beat Leon. Three zero, man. They beat Leon stu- with <laughs> that stupid goal that. That uh, what's his name? Uh, Nahuel. He uh, he just do uh, like just sat down just so they will stop the play. That was such a dirty move. Yeah, such a dirty move. Oh, but that's typical of Tigres institution, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Nahuel Guzman, man, the most hated goalie in in Liga Mekis, I think. Oh yeah, in Argentina too, I think. <laughs> what is it? Um. They, let me see right here. They beat, they beat Necaxa, they beat Juarez, they beat Tijuana, León, and then am I missing one? Tigres. Tigres? No, I'm going further back. 
for America? Toluca. I think they beat Toluca. They did. They beat Toluca. So then, and they've been scoring, like, they've been getting, like, those 3-0 wins and whatnot. So, I mean, they caught fire. And it's one one of the things we had talked about way early at the start of the season when the team was doing bad. And I remember telling Jaime, I wouldn't be too worried. They're still a good team. Um, And I know the blame went into Solari. And and all of a sudden, it's like everyone just turned on him. But this, this, you know, his two seasons, his first two seasons as coach, he finished second place and then he finished first place. Uh, His big sin was getting eliminated in quarterfinals. But I still think he was a good coach. Uh, The talk was that he lost the locker room. And then we have this, like, Interino, I guess it was. And he's just, he's turned things around. And he seems to be doing really good. I don't know if they're going to want to replace him. Ironically, they're having sort of the similar to what, kind of similar with their Interinos was going on at Chivas with, with Interino all of a sudden getting three wins in a row. Um, What's going on, Joel? You have, like, uh, COVID or something? No, I, I just I just got stuffy nose. Okay, that's what she said. Anyways, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a very good uh, uh, summary of how America is doing. I would think that uh, that they're also candidates since they're on, high, on fire, and I think it's almost towards the end of the season. This is a perfect time to be on fire. Yeah, yeah, going into it, and Jaime said it before, if you catch fire right before Ligia, you carry that in, your chances are, are good of running away uh, with the title. But mm-hmm. I do think uh, all of these teams, I would say the eight teams, any of those could win it. That are top eight. I'll just do it really quick. Pachuca in first, Tigres second, Puebla third, Atlas fourth, America fifth, Cruz Azul sixth, Guadalajara seventh, and Monterrey eighth. Uh, anyone could take it given the right circumstances. Liguilla, all it takes is one bad game. What a sneaky way of saying, yeah, Chivas can win. Oh, but they can because it's Liguilla, <laughs> you know what I mean? If it's long season tournament, I would. I, wouldn't make them favorites, but in the Liga, you're not going to face every team. Yeah, you're not going to face every team, and uh, but isn't seventh place goes to Red Pechaje? Yeah, they do. Five, uh, yeah. No, fifth, fifth to twelve. Five to twelve, and one can even say that's an advantage because the top four are going to have a week off. And let's be honest, aside from Pachuca, who have been in great form. Uh, Tigres, Puebla, and Atlas are kind of holding on to their positions from a great start from, from the beginning of the league. But as of right now, they're not in the best form, and you're going to take a week off. Meanwhile, you got these teams coming in hot, like you mentioned, America with a 5-0 five five, five right now, and you know Chivas on a three-game winning streak. And you got you got teams that are coming into this this repechaje, like just, you know, it's kind of like ping, uh, what's that called? Uh, beer pong, where it's like, you get your you get your second <laughs> shot, you're uh, you're warming up, and then boom, three, you're fire. So you go into this matchup against you know uh, a Tigres or a Puebla and an Atlas who had a week off. They're not as uh, they're not as hot, and you can just go on a crazy streak, and and that's the beauty of Liguilla. And uh, right now it's it's up for grabs. It can be anybody. Yeah, that's what makes Mexican league so beautiful. 
it's, it's so unpredictable. <laughs> oh, well, you have hope. Uh, yeah, it's so unpredictable. Anybody can win. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it, man. Everybody wants the Chivas America final. Well, you know, it would have been amazing if they had uh, Chivas por Jara Almeida since he has no job now, right? So <laughs> It doesn't seem like he will have one. You think by now they would have announced something. And, uh, Sorry, Jorge. Maybe next season. <laughs> no, I'm not. Actually, I'm not that high and mighty on, on Almeida, and I catch a lot of heat from my fellow Chi hermanos because they think I, I'm hating on the guy. I'm not. I just go by his results on league. I think a lot of his results, his league results were sort of like they didn't see how bad he was doing because he would do good in Copa MX or the uh, CONCACAF champions. And so, like, and he, he was, won a season without winning He was at uh, home. kissing goats and holding them. People, people forget <laughs> well, hold about on. Let's Let's be pragmatic here. Chivas, Uh-oh. when was the last time Chivas won, you know, La Liga MX and Copa MX on the same season? And who was the coach? Hmm. Well, see, this, is, this is the thing so, about that as an example Maria, is that Copa MX is a tournament that... It's like it's like what left and goes, he's, he's coming back. Goes on and off. Like it's not even being played right now. I'm just saying, man. Very... He's, got, he's got the He's got the formula. Yeah, but you can't you you can't minimize what 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 what's what's not being played now and what was being played then, right? So, and I get and I get it. It's not a ma- it wasn't like the major tournament or anything like that. And and, and I'll be the first to admit, I, I I liked Almeida and I liked I like what he was doing with Chivas, but I I do agree that towards the end he was faltering a little bit there. Well, well, even and, you, well I mean, I don't want to cut you off. Just really quick. No, no, go ahead. Go even, ahead. Hold. Even at the beginning. His results weren't that good. They were like average. If we, if nah, we look, just if we silverware. look, huh? Just I know his results were not that good. They were just silverware. Silverware? That's... You mean because again you're thinking Copa MX. So no, like when he first Liga came MX in, too. He won Liga MX. He just won it once. And Copa yeah. Champions. No, but so, see, I'm just going off of the league. That's what I'm saying. See, you guys just, you know, verify what I said. I. He he gets more credit because he did good in these other cups. But if we're just looking at the league results, they're the not league, very he got, good. He got Liga MX too. You can look it up. I he got one. Look, out of six, I, I can't believe you didn't celebrate it. Out of six, <laughs> he, he has fifty-fifty. Oh, oh, his, his his record for going into Liguilla was 50. I think he 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 missed three and he qualified three. Correct. Yeah. See. Very... Yeah, no, but but like I, like I said, I, I, I you know, I, I, I liked what was happening and I liked that w- what I felt was a good connection with the players and they they responded to him when 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 they needed to. Right. The, 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 the thing the thing for me is that at this point right now, you don't mess with something that's going well. Right. The Chivas got momentum yeah. with the interim coach right now. So don't, you it's don't the mess chain with gang it. right now. Cadena chain gang. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, it, it's one of the, you don't you just don't mess with it right now. I don't. I I also don't think. And, and again, in being a, a fan of what he what he was doing, not with not with the earthquakes, but with Chivas, uh, you know, I also have that thing about when a coach returns to a team, 
the the, the numbers of uh, on on how they do the second time around generally are not very good, right? For for coaches returning to their other team. So I don't I don't necessarily think Almeida's coming back. Whether whether they decide to keep this interim coach, hire somebody else, whatever the whatever the case may be, but I I don't think Almeida's coming back. I agree. And at this point, you can't you can't bring him back. You can't bring him back at this moment right now. La Farandula said that they, I guess the owner and him got drunk and some some blows were exchanged. So yeah, I don't think they're coming back. What kind of blows are you talking about? <laughs> that might not be a bad thing. Yeah, what, what were they drinking? What were they drinking, Pern? <laughs> You gotta uh, look it up, man. Really quickly, <laughs> we have uh, Al Pastor requesting to speak. <laughs> Al Pastor, the floor is yours. Just unmute there, real quick, Al Pastor. Oh, yes. I just want to say that uh, I agree with uh, Super Elbow Drop as far as that uh, connection with Almeida. Because, uh, Jolie, you know, you're talking about like one league, and you mentioned Chilla Hermanos earlier before. Well, you sound like a Chilla Hermano right now because uh, we've, no. we've only won three leagues like in the last 20-something years. So he's won 33% of the leagues in the last 30 years. You're what living up you to your want? name, man. <laughs> You're definitely living up to your name because El Pastor Tacos are the truth. <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> no, what I'm just saying, I mean, that... To win a Copa Mekis, Copa Mekis might not be a big deal, but you got to look what that means. It means that you managed because you have a uh, starting 11 for the league. You probably have a different starting 11 for the Copa Mekis. So you managed to take a group of 22 guys to push and row the same way in two competitions. That's where a lot of teams fail into competitions that only the starters care about the main thing. And some of the sub guys are like, well, you know, I, I won't play the main thing. I don't care about this. And to get a whole group of a whole group of players to push grow the same way into competitions that's a big deal and that's where i made that was with i believe more mexicans and mexicans do themselves and all that shit and the players bought into it yeah well, it was true but one thing about copa mex and, and i've always been for it and i always promote it and i always wanted to be like a permanent fixture but then the, the reality of that tournament is that most clubs don't take it as serious and then you don't face like not every team plays it uh, the top teams end up going to the Concacaf champions, and then some of the teams they just they won't take it as serious. Um, Kivas when when before Almeida came, it was Chepo, and he was using the reserves. They made the final. They ended up losing to Puebla. They had Cuauhtémoc. I believe that's when he retired. Uh, a Supercopa Chivas won. They they. They won beating Veracruz, who had won the Copa MX. So if you look at even some of the teams that were early on making the final or winning it, were teams from second division. So you'll play some of these second division teams or you will face some of these other teams that sometimes they just, they'll put like their reserves. That's that's the one thing where I was like, like just going off of his results, Almeida's. I know he, and that's that's something also that I've always respected about him that, he took that tournament serious. So I did give him credit for that. Um, yeah. No, but, well, and, and, and again, I see what you, I see your point that, that, that you're making as well, but let, let's use uh, Pumas, uh, for example, right? Because they were just treated like betas this past weekend. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if, if Pumas is in that tournament playing Chivas and they decide to use, 
you know, a B, like a B squad or a C squad, right? To, to play that tournament. And that's, that's not Chivas or Almeida's fault, right? They're wearing the Pumas uniform, so they go out there and they beat Pumas, right? It's Chivas versus Pumas. It's not their fault. And I, and I understand that, you're, that what you're saying is that the competition might not be elite, but at the same time, Chivas also is playing not every one of their starters, and that's giving them that's giving them uh, playing time. The confidence that's built over, over winning tournaments, whether whether they're uh, minor or not, is pretty important to the psyche of the player, I believe. Exactly. And this is just from my old coaching days from from back in the day, right? Even though we knew we could win a tournament uh, early on, it was good for their psyche. And so when they came around to the next tournament, it, it, it helped. Hey, Joel, don't you have kids, right? It's a small yes. way how you, how you <laughs> teach your kids, you know. Oh, son or daughter, you wipe your ass. Good the first time. Good job. <laughs> oh, and then you keep going. Went from Copa MX to wiping your ass. <laughs> Wait, is this a for or against? I don't... <laughs> You're losing me. You're Ima, do you have the mute button for Pern right now? <laughs> 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 no, I, I'm not trying to turn it into uh, an Almeida thing because I, I do have um, I've been following this career for a while now, keeping tabs. So I'm not like I, I know it sounds like I'm against him a lot of the times, but Hotoel, I remember <laughs> before he was even the coach, you were screaming, "Oh, he came while Chepo de la Torre was still coach." That is so bad taste. That is such a bad form. Oh my god, what a jerk! And next thing you know, he's winning trophies. Oh yeah, they win. He won Copa Mekis. Nobody takes it serious. Won the Liga Mekis. Yeah, he got lucky. Come on. Man. I actually celebrated those cups. I'm not saying they don't take him serious. I'm saying we have to put it into perspective as far as that, because even like if we look at now, he was seven finals. He won like five trophies, and when he leaves Chivas, what offer does he get? You need to take uh, MLS, yeah. not just MLS, the, the the like the worst team with with no budget. You gotta take Hold on it. one second. I, I think Al Pastor has something else to say. He unmuted ah, yes. that. Oh. <laughs> oh, let's fight. Let's hear it. Oh, hey, Joel, you need to take it for your second example. He celebrates like tacos in the area, so <laughs> gotta celebrate everything, man. <laughs> Al Pastor, uh, ignore Pern right now. What, what, did you have something to say? <laughs> oh, no, I was just saying that, uh, you know, he was talking about uh, Almeida. You know, he had no other offers. I mean, he was a serious contender for the Mexican national team right after that. I think his biggest issue was that uh, I think Monterrey wanted him heavy. I think with Chivas, just I had that deal with Pizarro, and they left on bad terms. So I don't know, maybe Chivas put a little blockage right there saying, you know, we'll give you Pizarro, but... Don't take Almeida or something because our fan base is going to completely destroy us. You know what? I don't think Chivas has that type of like influence that they once did when Jorge Vergara was there. I, I do think one thing that okay, Almeida did, and and maybe it was yeah, but he was sick. He wasn't like really. He was like in New York, and he was sort of like we like uh, weekend at Bernie's when he's like Bernie <laughs> by that point. He's already dead. <laughs> 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 this dude, no, okay. 
No, I'm going to tell you something he did, and I don't know if it was, <laughs> I don't know if this was Almeida or if it was his agent, but I know this hurt him, and that's when they filtered an email about, like, the negotiating his, his, um, like, his release clause or how much they would pay him, because he still had, like, a year or two, I don't know how much left, and they filtered that to the media, and so, like, Liga MX, just how they handle themselves with with double, triple contracts. You know, the contract they show when they do taxes, the real contract, and then another contract just for for the media type of thing. They don't like stuff like this, you know, uh, airing out. And, and I I remember seeing that, and I was like, oh, man, this, this is going to hurt him a bit. And I don't know if it was – it could be his representative that probably did it. Um, and I just, I think that hurt him. I, I think with Selección, I know the media was pushing for him, but but the people that like control it, I don't think they were gonna give it to him because they usually they'll give it to who's winning the league title. So I don't think because he had he had done the opposite. He had won the the Conca Champions, but in league he had finished 15th and 17th. So they weren't they were gonna look at that more. Um, that's like their, their their meter thing when they when they um, decide who's coach. Those who's, are measuring the measuring sticks in the league, huh? Those are the measuring sticks. Yeah, there you go, the measuring stick. It's like like you could see La Volpe was let's see, um, let's Toluca. See. He he was on his way to win it. Uh, La Puente had won. Um, Ojitos Mesa was just taking on fire in the league. Uh, pretty much everyone that's taken it from Liga MX, that's the tournament where they're doing really good. I don't think they've, unless they're playing Libertadores. I don't think even the league takes the other. I don't think he was. I don't think he was. I don't think he was genuinely considered by the national team. I do believe that a lot of that had to do with the media, sort of, you know, building him up as as a candidate. But I don't think he was honestly considered for the job. And the closest he got to coaching a national team was Chile. And even that was questionable. The only real offer he did get, and he talked about this with David Feigenson, was uh, to coach Cruz Azul. And, and that's about it. So um, well, I don't know if it was an offer. He said Pelayas met with him and yeah. they talked. But I don't, you know, that could just be him hearing him out. But, I mean, influence the whole thing. Um I don't think Chivas has had like strong influence with Selección um, for a long time now. Yeah. I think uh, that's questionable. No, but... really, they they just don't. I mean, you have you have a Maori dude. Even like you have the media saying he has to sell the team. When's the last time you've heard the media go after Ascarraga and say this dude needs to sell America? You're you're not gonna hear it, dude. And and to see that happening, uh, you could tell there's uh, some lack of respect there. And then Amari's not like he's into football. Like, I don't really see him, like, you know, at FMF headquarters making demands or whatnot. <laughs> he's like the, the guy in Club uh, Cuervos then. Uh... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, all the, the leaders are all sitting at the round table, like, you know, the man in respect for their plazas and everything. And Amadi's like, I don't care, man. You know, just... <laughs> he's like, who, who, who invited the kid? The kid's not, not allowed to these meetings. He's uh, on the meeting through Zoom. He's... 
Really quickly, yeah. I, I do want to go to the YouTube chat because it's blowing up with Ricardo. Uh, he's got a shout-out for you, Pern. He says, oh. uh, Pern is roasting you guys with the truth. Pern for Liga Mekis president. <laughs> and, that, and that the Pern Chia hermanos are out of control tonight. Thank you, Ricardo. <laughs> I'm here to, uh, to bring you my Vonti voice. I feel like we've uh, beaten this topic to death with Matias. I, I do have some burning topics for tonight. Uh, the big one was Tata Martino uh, will not be traveling with the team. He he is uh, still battling his uh, well, the surgery he got. I guess he's not healthy enough to fly with the team uh, over there in Orlando. And uh, Mexico takes on Guatemala, who had a friendly over here in San Jose and, and had the beatdown on El Salvador 4-0. And I know Joel is, is doing jumping jacks right now for his boy Tena. I, I, dude, come on. I... I'm getting hate for that too. I mean, he not not this World Cup, obviously, because teams already qualified. But going into the next one, U.S., Canada, and Mex are out of the way. It's going to be up for grabs. Uh, if Tener could do that, first Mexican coach to to do that, you know. And it's as Colasso said, you, you know, has, has to improve the psyche uh, and have more more Mexican coaches going out. And playing because they don't get a lot of credit. So I'm I'm happy that both coaches that are in Terinos right now at Chivas and America are doing really good. Because for a while there was only like two or three, uh, so it's it's good to see more more coaches. They're just I think they have a harder time to prove to prove that they could you know. So what, wow. you're, what you're saying is Guatemala is going to give it to Mexico tomorrow. No, no, I don't. I don't think <laughs> to that point. But I, I think Tena's doing a good job, and uh, I think they're playing Brazil too. But I mean, their their thing is to shape a team, maybe get a youth team, probably get to an Olympics, you know, uh, just prepare a team to once they reach World Cup qualifying. I don't think it's it's immediate results, but but to see them already getting them is promising. Ricardo says Mexico might as well be playing against the Mexican sub-15. Chapina suck at football. <laughs> Damn. Hey, well, but they're, I mean, getting that, they're getting that boost with the Mexican coach, so never know. This this is like, this is more of a, a the, the flowers welcoming party. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if they give him like the whole game, you know? He's already there talking the about... Are you talking about the Canadian? Yes, sir. He's already making slight threats here. Oh, Marcelo oh. Flores. He's going to have yeah. a, a episode on ESPN making the decision, deciding if he's going to take his talents to uh, the maple syrup country or if he's going to. You're kidding. I don't Are know. You kidding? I don't know, man. He's, he, no, no, he's, you're, you're, he's giving them. He's making it into a show. He's, oh, the decision. He's. Stay tuned. He, he is. Unbelievable. Uh, He's trying to do an ultimatum and, and saying, hey, you know, if you're not going to take me to the World Cup, I know a country that will, and that's Canada. I, I disagree. I completely disagree with that. The kid barely speaks Spanish. I think his words were <laughs> mis Like, his words were taken out of context as far as, like, he didn't send the right message that he was trying to send as far as everything. And then I think Tata completely messed up by criticizing today in front of the media. Well, you know what? He has to make up his mind. Like he has to bring to. I get what Tata was trying to do. He has a very valid point. You got to provide to the team 
now the team has to give you something to offer. But that's a talk you have with the player and the family in privacy. Uh, I agree. You, you tell totally them, you agree. Know what? You tell them, like, hey, man, you're not playing uh, Division One at Arsenal because even though – because you're playing in sub-23 with uh, Arsenal, you, you can't show up tomorrow at Liga Mekis and, like, be the best player in the league. Obviously, you still have a lot of growth. Giovanni Dos Santos, this is my hot take. Giovanni Dos Santos at Marcelo's age was way more talented, and we did not beg Giovanni to have to be in the World Cup. Why? Because we had a roster we were confident in. But because no one's confident in the team right now, everyone's trying to find a fucking savior out there, and they're putting all the pressure that has to be Marcelo, and that's not fair for a kid. Because if the same people that are begging him to be on the team, if he has like two, three bad games, they're going to say, no wonder he hasn't played with Arsenal's first team. This dude's trash. Like, what's wrong with this kid? They will destroy him. It <laughs> yeah. has to be a slow process. And I get what Tata was trying to do, but he should have spoken that to him directly and the family. Wow. Now, must... he's, now he's making him look bad. Now he's like, hey, if he goes to Canada, I did my job. Uh, he he didn't want to be with us. Obviously, he preferred the World Cup. He never loved this country. Wow. Well, mm-hmm. Living up to your name again. Totally, understand, totally, totally agree with all that. And uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. it's 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 not being handled properly, I think. And whoever's handling him is making a huge mistake if he's making ultimatums. You can't do that to a national team. You're like, oh, take me or else I'll go with Canada. I got options. That sounds like someone like stringing you along with some gaslighting there. And Wait, you Kern, weren't, weren't you a nary, a nutty nut writer? <laughs> yeah, but he, pro- he produced, man. He had and and he already had like he already had a track record. Sure, he wanted to go to the World Cup with when La Volpe was there, but La Volpe made a huge mistake and I took and didn't take him. Instead, took uh, el, what was it, uh, Chiquis Garcia or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Ricardo that, says uh, Al Pastor is such a Marcelo hater, and that Marcelo <laughs> Flores <laughs> is better than anybody from Chivas. <laughs> Oh, I'm not a Marcelo hater. I, I'm defending him. I don't think all that pressure should be on the, put on the kid. Yeah, I, think I don't think anything you said. Him. I don't think anything you said sounded like Ricardo no. just trolling here. Is no, I I think you know the best generational players, talent wise, recently have been Marquez, Carlos Vela, and Marcelo Flores has the potential to be that next generational talent. And for that reason, he should be given his time to grow. And Tata shouldn't be throwing him under the bus in the media. If anything, I'm defending Marcelo. So, Ricardo, mejor ponte a escuchar, güey. Let's go, round two. I think with Marcelo Flores, we're rushing this project a little bit too quickly. However, I do understand where he's coming from because Canada... Canada is willing to take a chance on him and take him to the World Cup. Mexico's roster is deep, and I think he's undeserving of a World Cup call-up considering the fact that he hasn't had a single minute in professional football. And I think that it's just a little bit ridiculous for him to be expecting uh, a ticket to the World Cup uh, from the Mexico side of things. Now, if they do expand the roster to 26 players as what's being rumored, then you know what? Instead of taking six goalkeepers, because I'm sure that's what Tata would do with those extra spots, I think Marcelo Flores should go. Why not? It won't hurt. But as of right now, I don't think there's other players in, in that are more willing and more deserving, uh, including my boy uh, Chicharito. 
Well, yeah, I, I, I do agree with El Pastor what he said in regards to that. You know, it, it really what it comes down to is the fans not having faith in the current state of the team. Honestly, I'm in the same boat. Uh, Tata Martino hasn't been managing this team well. And that's, that is, I guess you could say, a symptom. This whole Marcelo madness is a symptom of, of that deficiency within uh, Tata Marcelo's management style. And, yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know about what he should do, what should, or should not be done. But one thing for sure, what, is, what he's doing ultimatums is, is not the way to go, if that's really what it's going down as. But, yeah, that's in Marcel and Tata Martino criticizing him in the open media makes things even worse. Yeah, that's I don't think it's gonna end well, but let's see what happens. But I have a feeling he's gonna be wearing that red shirt. He scores a goal tomorrow, dude. It'll be forgotten, swept under the rug. Um, you know, he'll be the the media darling for a while. Meanwhile, yeah, that, I, my guess is they talk in the locker room and 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 squash it, right? But uh, you know, to 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 go on what Jaime said about if if the roster twenty six players, I'm fine with the kid going, right? I think who was it? Um, was it Brazil that took Ronaldinho? What year was 94. it? Ninety four. Ninety four. Just riding the pine to watch Ronaldo, no? No, but... yeah, Ronaldo. No, was but it Ronaldo? Ronaldo. Ronaldo. You called Ronaldinho back then. Yeah, Ronaldo was 16 years old when he went to the World Cup in '94. Okay. 19. Okay, so that was it. Yeah. So, so yeah, nothing wrong with him kind of getting the experience of, of seeing what, what what the process for that is 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 like. But you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you know, I, I hope that it was kind of a language, you know, the language barrier where it made it sound like like he said, if Mexico takes me to the World Cup, I'll go. I'm hoping that it was just him not being able to speak uh, Spanish properly, because you don't want riffs like that, man. That's. So, are, are you saying, Elbow, that you should give him the benefit of the pocho? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I, I, I'm not Beto, so yes, definitely would give give benefit of the pocho. <laughs> Ronaldo was 17 when he went to the 1994 World Cup. Uh, okay. 17, Pelé's age. I think he was going by Ronaldinho, though. Ronaldinho? There was another, because if there's a Ronaldo, then you're the you're the younger one. And then you're the you know Ronaldinho. He he um. Ronaldinho was 18 in the 1999 Confederations Cup. Wait, now you're talking about Ronaldinho. Now you're talking about the other one. Ronaldo was 17 in 1994. That's what I'm saying. If I remember correctly, Ronaldinho was 19, I mean, 18 in the Confederations Cup in 1999. So there is an age dis- uh, discrepancy. They didn't go together on the 94 World Cup. No, they didn't, but I, there's another, another. I think there's another. Uh, I gotta check. But unless my, my mind plays tricks on me, I think I do remember him being referred to as Ronaldinho. We talk about man, Ronaldo? Ronaldo? <laughs> no, man. Ronaldo, uh, phenomenal, man, him. Yeah, that's but, Ronaldo. I mean, we're, we're going back to 94, man. We're going way back. That's a long time, yeah. That's so why I was forgetting. I, 
but but yeah, but, it was it was Ronaldo in '94 that that went just to go along for the ride, right? So no, I'm just saying that uh, what Elbow's trying to say this precedence for for those type of moves and. They prove beneficial, and, and, and obviously, I'm I'm not comparing Marcelo to, to to Ronaldo or anything like that. But again, I don't oh. see anything wrong with it with a youngster. Uh... Joel, I got you. What happened? So he says that he was overjoyed at the experience. He was known then as Ronaldinho, little Ronaldo, because Ronaldo Rodriguez de Jesus, his hey, older oh. teammate on the tournament, was also called Ronaldo. Uh, and was na- nicknamed Ronaldo, Big Ronaldo, to further distinguish them. Told you, see, man, we're going back 20 years. That's going off on my, my mind. Sometimes my mind plays tricks. It, it rewrites stories. So so how, how old were you back then? I don't, dude, I don't, man. I, I can't even remember. Uh, I, I was 19, man, 94. Holy crap, you guys are old. I was <laughs> See, that's why when he said Ronaldinho, I knew who he was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. But yeah, that's just my thought on it, man. I don't have an issue with the youngster going. Again, even if it's 23, right? How often does that 23rd player play? No, like if you said they're adding extra spots. Yeah. And then at that point, yeah, like, like, like you guys were saying, if that does going to take four goalkeepers, oh, forget God. that. Just, just, just bring, just bring one of your your, your, would. your, your young talents. Five, dude. Just, right. just go all the way. Take five yeah. goalkeepers, dude. Just. But I do see what you're saying. That right now, you know, the 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 Mexican fan base is making a big deal out of Flores. I think they even called uh, another youngster from uh, was it Real Sociedad B? They did. Johan something or I'll double, Gomez? I'll look it up right now. But yeah, they did call someone up that I had never even heard of before. But yeah. So there's another, and there's another one that's getting going to get called up. Uh, Jaime. Ledesma? From, no. Uh, from no. Uh, Cade, right? Cade Cal's younger brother, his name's Chance Cal, uh, has been called up for the Mexico under 15 national team. He's currently uh, with the Sacramento Republic Academy doesn't speak okay. a lick of Spanish, but I don't know how he looks. His brother looks. His brother was what seventeen, I mean, when when we saw him. Dude was already huge, man. He, when I saw like, his debut, when I saw his professional debut, he was sixteen. You know what? Who cares? He can't speak Spanish, man. We're we're living in the age of Google Chat. <laughs> <laughs> all, 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 all I know is all I know is Cade Cowell looks like a white dude with Mexican eyebrows, man. <laughs> he definitely got the the Mexican like haircut, man. He's got the mullet going on. Yeah, I, I want the other Mexican cut, the 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 Edgar cut. The Edgar. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the Edgar cut, dude. The, the whole squad. There's a... Oh, Marcelino Verdal one? <laughs> oh, dude, that one. one is iconic, dude. I know. Oh, I love the man. That's, that's amazing. Didn't him and Nacho both have, like, the same? Or is this my mind again playing tricks? Nacho got the flat top. A, a, a lot of them kind of had it because um, um, Piojo, Piojo uh, when he was playing, he had he was rocking the, the, the mullet. mullet. Yeah, that was awesome stuff. But that that will hide his uh his height. 
Jonathan Gomez. Thank you, Ricardo, for that. I was trying to Thank find you. it. Yeah. The other, and I'd heard another guy, man, who's like at PSV, who's a uh, uh, Pocho as well, uh, Richard Ledesma. But I'm, I'm, I can't find the article where they said that they'd considered calling him up. Hmm. Oh, you're like me, dude. Let's just let Jaime do it. I was still looking for Ronaldinho <laughs> when he found it. <laughs> like, you heard my mind when he said I got you. He was like, I've been there like five minutes. I don't... <laughs> Don't worry, man. Uh, don't worry. Jaime and I'll carry you around like we can have Bernie's, man. <laughs> uh, Richard Ledesma, I guess he's an American American player, not Mexican. Yeah. No, he's a pocho. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but... What's that, uh, El Pastor? Uh, I just feel like uh, Ledesma's been representing the U.S. the whole time. Yeah, he has. Yeah, but I think he still qualifies for that... Uh... Again, I don't know anything about the guy, so I could care less whether he plays in the U.S. or or Mexico. But uh, I think he still qualifies to be able to switch. Yeah, uh, you have to be under a certain age, and then if, if you didn't play an official like, an official match, yeah, yeah, if you ate like a frozen gancito, I think it's a couple <laughs> things you gotta do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking about players that uh, haven't done anything and keep getting uh, merits, uh, Diego Lainez uh, took a photo with a Copa del Rey trophy. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was the first one to say, hey, look, you know, when you don't do anything on the group project and you still get a pass, <laughs> passing grade. And a lot of people did took he, that offensive. Did he play that back so, much, so many memories of Neri Castillo and... When uh, who was was it Manchester City or something won or, or Shakhtar won won some tournament, and he's like in the middle of the celebration holding the trophy, yeah. even though he hadn't played like in two years. Yeah, it's probably Shakhtar. It's just like Bizuto. Uh, Bizuto went to Lille. They won the championship. He didn't play a single minute, but you know everyone's saying, "Oh, look, he's champion of France." I'm like, dude, this guy has done nothing for the team. In fact, he's not even part of that team anymore. I can't really see that, man, because they were in the training. They were, they were. He was helping out, picking up the balls. He was the fucking <laughs> water boy. Yeah, that every every everybody gets a medal, you know. <laughs> no, uh, I'm not hating on Diego Linus, but I, I do think that it's pretty pathetic to like post that photo and say, "Yeah, I was part of this," when in reality, you really you really didn't do anything. So he actually had zero minutes in the Copa del Rey. Is that no, right? he, I think he did play. Copa, he scored. But I don't he scored it. two goals and he got like maybe a hundred minutes. But come on. Okay, then he can kiss a cup. Two goals is, is yes. good. Yeah, but they were against like third division sides. He can do the what is a stupid ice bucket challenge with that cup now? <laughs> oh, so I mean, the, he they played him in the very first, and they play like semi pro teams like the. Teams with taxi cab drivers. You can go to our tweet on the Cantina MX handle and you, typical hater, he's going to go, to go. Like you're just seeing a bunch of people like trying to defend what Diego Linus did. But the reality is this guy's not getting minutes and he's not getting any younger. And I just feel like at this point in his career, he needs to start, he needs to move somewhere where he can, he can play on a day-to-day basis because Right now, he's not part of Pellegrini's plans. Well, he, he had, for a while there, he had he had cracked Pellegrini's uh, lineup, right? And I don't remember if it was an injury or COVID or both that 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 uh, that messed up, that messed him up. No, 
I'm not sure. I thought, I, I, thought, I thought he was playing. He was starting to play right. And this was. Uh... But then they changed coaches. They, they changed coaches as well. But with Pellegrini, yeah, yeah. But, he but was no, but playing... under Pellegrini. Sorry, go ahead, El Pastor. No, I was saying, no, you're right. He was playing with Pellegrini for a minute. And then he got hurt slash sick. And then that's it. He never like came back and started playing yeah. again. Yeah. No, I, I think, uh, and I don't know if it was you, Joel, in one of our chats that was saying that that um, he may have made a mistake by not going to Ajax first. No, I, I didn't. That was Somebody had mentioned that, and I kind of agree with that. I think... In retrospect, <laughs> in retrospect. It, but I mean, the, the whole Betis thing, the way they had gone about it with the vice president going into Mexico to meet with the player and how much they were willing to pay, all of that was pointing at they're very serious about him. And it seems like there was a disconnect between, you know, the Hold club. Coach. The, club the coach got him. fired, and that basically flushed the whole project down the toilet. It, it does, but you also have, like, you know, like the directiva that could put pressure and be like, you, you need to play this guy, you know. Uh, sort of kind of what was happening with Chucky where we thought he was going to get faced out at Napoli, right? Because he was kind of having some problems there with, uh, what's it, Gattuso? But yeah. it's like, dude, we just paid $50 billion for this dude. There's no way he's going to be riding pine. Well, I don't know how you're going to do it, but make it happen. Gattuso uh, had a problem with his attitude. Uh, yeah, but according to him, he fixed that. Ahead. Yeah, he, he fixed that, and then he started getting regular playing time. And then he got hurt with, what was it, Trinidad? And then, Damn. Yeah, that was that was a bad one. Yeah, bad. but, I mean, you, you you couldn't do that. That Stuff like that does happen where uh, you, you have a player that you're, you're trying to – because, I mean, they didn't take like Nez just because. I, I know they had some uh, high hopes for him, probably not anymore. But I know they did because that's not very common where the, the directivos and whatnot will travel to to the country where you're from to meet with your family and, and negotiate and do all of that. Just to go over his numbers, this season he's had 12 appearances, two goals, 409 minutes. I mean, this guy has been absolutely erased from the team. And- how old is he? Oh, Jaime. He like, is 21. Yes, yeah, 21. A lot of the, the top players, they're already starters. Uh, so I, I, and, I'm not, and I do think he has that talent. I, I do think he should be at a club where he's going to he's gonna start. Uh, Just think about, where, where think about how much. He should be the consistent starter. Think about how many minutes he would have had had he stayed in Liga Mekis. I mean, this guy would have already been. He probably would have won a, a, a you know, a Liga for America. And also, like, what would have happened had he gone to Ajax, who at that time made it all the way to semifinals in Champions League. So, I mean, a lot of things could have gone. Uh, but the reality is right now, where he's getting the best opportunities is sadly with the national team. And you shouldn't go to the national team to get minutes. You should go to the national team to like actually contribute to the team, and 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 win something. We shouldn't. He shouldn't have to be relying on getting called up by Tata Martino uh, to get minutes. And it's not a charity, man. We're going into a World Cup. We need people that are that are in form. And as of right now, he's not one of them. 
Well, he still has got time to fix that. That you know, the next season's coming out very soon. And I think the one positive, I think he's getting his EU passport. And so I think that that will open doors for him. I'm well, sure you know, someone from the MLS is going to try and buy him. They <laughs> should. Sure? He's, he's worth what right now? Three million? Three million? Damn. Or at least get him on loan, pay his uh, salary. Uh, approximately $3.85 million according to Transfer Markets. That's not what they would tell him for. They would want... They, they know that in this market, he, he could capture over 10. Like, if he was to come back to Mexico, uh, I mean, that, they sold Pulido for, like, 10. Olympiacos. And he was in a similar situation, like, 14 games in two years. Uh, did nothing, and... And Chivas had to pay like ten million to bring him back. Betty's paid fifteen million for this kid. Yeah, they they would tell him for similar. Hey, but I don't think he's completely raised because you know completely raised is like uh, not even like, yeah, uh, not Hazard even Hazard at Madrid or like uh, a Jovic at Madrid. You know the guys are just like they spend good money on her. It's just like they're not they didn't even interact with the team and the locker room, nothing like that. They're just gone. So going back to like Ness, not necessarily the fact that he scored two goals during the Copa del Rey, but the fact that it seems like he's very good with the group. You know, I I remember I don't know Betty's captain, but he was talking about before the Copa del Rey match, the final, he was practicing lifting uh, Lainez up as like pretending it was a trophy. <laughs> you know, so obviously like he gets along with the group of players. He's like there the with uh, the training. <laughs> You know, everything's good. So I don't think he's completely raced. I feel like everyone's content with him at Betis and whatever. We don't know what might be going on behind the scenes. But obviously, they didn't loan him out for a reason. If they wanted to get rid of him, they would have loaned him out, make sure, increase his value, have some eyes on him, and then try to sell him. So obviously, they still want to hang on to him. And that's why he felt comfortable posting that picture because he feels like he's part of the squad. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I have to agree with you, Pern, what you said about Al Pastor, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Speaking some truths. Hey, you know what's funny is um, I, I do agree with you, Pastor. I, I do think that the team loves him. They're even joking about, ¿Dónde está Diego? ¿Mieten a Diego? Like, they're, like, even, like, re, you know, on the bus. They're all, like, trying to find Diego. So, it's like, it's, like a, it's like an ongoing joke. They know how much, like, the fans demand him, the Mexican fans demand him. Um and I think eventually he might break out, but I do think that it was weird that they did have the opportunity to loan him out in January, and for some reason they didn't. I don't know if that was up to him or up to the coach or what have you, but the the reality is it was another missed opportunity for him because he could have he could be a starter right now, maybe at a at a lower club, maybe at Mallorca where Aguirre is. You know, I think it would have helped him out. And it actually could he could have still won the cup because he still contributed, kind of like. When Chicharito won the what was it the the Europa League? He was he was already winning with the Galaxy. Yeah, they mailed he, him the they like, mailed him the bat, the the medal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I think he took pictures with it. Like yeah, achievement unlocked. He was biting. Is, I do think you're right, dude. That because he played at least that one game, he he would have. Uh, yeah, I think because he. No, but I mean, Pern is saying if he would have left, he would have still like, he would have still gotten some credit just because he had been with the team. Uh, yes, he would. He would have 
you still got minutes somewhere else and still got the cup. Able to kiss it, you know, caress it. Uh, you know what? Embarrassing <laughs> enough, that happened to me once. <laughs> I have to admit it. I played yeah! with the Sunday Pub team <laughs> and I played one game with them. Uh, just one game. And it happened to be one of their like cup games. And then I didn't play with the team anymore, but I ended up getting a trophy. <laughs> like a month later, like a month later, they gave me, like, you know how, like, like you submit, you submit, like, the, the squad, and I was still in the list, and I had played one game, and, uh, did you, I, you, I, you know, that was a very important, have, huh? did you take selfies with it? Nah, it was, it was in my, that, that was time, you know, to impress the ladies. They don't have to know the truth. That was a very important <laughs> ten minutes you played, Hoyle. <laughs> They're <It> profound. Is... <coughs> Ricardo says, Linus bench riding is still greater than Macias' epic failure. Uh, JJ Mack was an embarrassment. At least he oh. wasn't sent back halfway through his deal. And uh, too, he's also asking Joel what position he played in his pub team. I was playing uh, ball down right winger. I'll use a winger. Okay. Can you still run like? Can you still run like that, Joel? On for like five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you said with the beer in my hand. I was was really good. I could cross the ball really good, man. I I had I could send crosses from really far. Like Diego Martinez. Nah, like. Like pony rings type, dude. Pony rings. <laughs> we gotta do a cascarita or something. No, I was good at that, but the only thing was uh, my teammates didn't like that. They hated that, dude. They were like, keep the ball on the ground and do the short passing tiki taka type. They didn't like, they didn't like me sending the cross from, you know, the other side of the field. Like Rafa Marquez, huh? Yeah, I mean, but I used to practice that a lot. Like, I would always go in and, and then I would just be practicing and practicing. Um, but I don't know, man. <laughs> Sunday pop team, dude. So the, I, I play with panaderos. Go, go on, sorry, go on. The other uh, news today was Tata Martino finally admitted and acknowledged Chicharito's great form and has reopened the door of his potential return to the national team this summer. What are you guys' thoughts? Well, I, I think they uh, do, they do need more more options because, first of all, Fayez Mori is out. And we we're running low on options, so we definitely need Chicharito coming back. The whole thing, whatever happened, it needs to go away. Kiss it goodbye. Kiss uh, uh, Tata Martino's cheeks or... Whatever gets you in. Well, they're saying it wasn't even him, but to me, it's pressure from the sponsors because you always need, you always need like a face that's gonna. You need the poster boy. Exactly the poster boy, and kind of don't have one right now. There isn't a player that stands out that much. Even though he's not producing, though, I think Chucky Lozano's sort of the face. No. I, but 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 I I think you're right. But I think the sponsors may have gotten to good old Yon de Luis de Luisa, right? Yes. And said, dude, 
you need to you need to help uh, make us some money and Chicharito's the face to do it. Yeah, and the popularity wise, you know, he's yeah. he's still one of the most popular players, uh, top three easily. Um, yeah. And so you you know it's it's a business man. You gotta sell shirts. You gotta sell sell whatever. He was the face when they did the one of the faces of the sandwich. Uh, um, what was that campaign? A sandwich. <laughs> what was that other campaign? Imagínate cosas chingajas. No, that was not a campaign. <laughs> But that could be, man. You see the potential there? These, <laughs> these guys don't even take advantage of that, man. Unbelievable. Yeah, but outside of sponsors, I also think, like, on-field-wise, also, because, you know, Chicharito got a veggie nickname, but Jimenez been playing like a veggie for the last year. So Damn, they get rid of him with that. You know, if you bring him back Chicharito, that takes a lot of pressure off Marcelo Flores as well. And then uh, going with, uh, look at France. Karim Benzema blackmails uh, whatever his name was for that sex tape. The president of France says, we don't want this guy back on the team. He completely gets banned for four years. And when do they bring him back? When they get that tough-ass group in the Euros, like with Portugal and everybody else, they're like, all right, Benzema's killing it at Madrid. We need goals. We need this <laughs> yeah. guy. That's the only reason they brought him back. Same thing with Chicharito. People might be mad. They might not like him, whatever the case might be. But you guys need him. Yeah. It's either Chicharito or a 17-year-old kid that plays for the U23 of uh, Arsenal. Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Great great points again, man. Uh, somebody yeah. hand on Pastora whip, man, so he can crack it. He's been or, cracking it to reach. I think Jimenez is going to crack me if he sees me for that comment. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, he seems like a little bit of a bedwetter, so now nah, you got this, man. But no, uh, no, I, I, I think, I think Chicharito should come back. And again, the the MLS season runs runs through the summer too, so Chicharito's going to be in pretty good form. I mean, if he doesn't get injured, right? So, so it, you know, if he continues what he's doing and continues to score, why not? I prefer him over Henry Martin as well, right? So, yeah, so why he's not? got experience. He's, he's, you know, he he hits all the check marks. Mm-hmm. And Macias, of course. Uh, I don't know if he's injured or what, but he definitely hasn't been playing a whole lot. He's, I mean, when he scored two goals in four games that he's played? Since returning? Yeah. Yeah, I, I just seen him score that one goal, but yeah, he's not, he's not. He's not informed in any way, it. yeah. But other than that, what other Mexicans are there that play up top, right? We got well, Macias, we got Henry yeah. Martin, we got Mudo Aguirre, uh, Chaquito. Yeah, we we really don't have much options up top, and I, mm-hmm. I I've been I've been an advocate for Chicharito. I know he's gonna be, you know, thirty four when this thing kicks off, but he still has really good movement, and he would be a pretty good option off the bench uh, to come mm-hmm. in. Ironically, <laughs> yeah, ironically, because I I think he's always a bench player at at. I don't know about the 2018 World Cup, but I know in the 2014, 2010. But, yeah, that's so ironic. But I, I do believe that we don't have any other choice. Shoot, Henry Martin? Oh, my God, what a downgrade. So, yeah. America really knows how to pick him. You're going to get Ricardo all fired up right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Henry Martin is like the wish version of uh, Oribe Peralta. That's what uh, 
America fans wish he could be. You know, just a guy <laughs> who like is not a star, but you know they try to sell him out like a star because he's like big and strong. But no, he just had a good form for a good couple months, and that's it. He's not that all great. Like the guy, believe it or not, I hate to say this. This is another hot take. Talent-wise, potential-wise, Macias could blow Henry Martin out of the water if he stuck his head out of his ass. That's true. Yeah. This true. You're not going to get an argument from Eddie, but I don't think anybody <laughs> on this panel. <laughs> oh, I mean, like an echo chamber or something. <laughs> uh, Ricardo just sent me an emoji with a lot of angry faces, so he's not happy. <laughs> Sorry, man. We have Sorry, a. Man, What's up? We can always we can always rehash how good America is doing in the league. Hopefully that helps you. He he missed that part of it where Uh-oh. we complimented them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we mentioned America Chivas final. That's the final everybody wants. No, sir. I say Chivas Atlas. Oh. Let's ruin oh. their celebration that they just won. And they feel like they're the hottest thing in the world because they got two titles in their history. Let's just ruin the party for them and take over. And now we win. That's the final I want. This is where I wish Jaime would play this kind of. This is where I wish that Jaime had the soundbite with the white girl that says, Que chingue a su madre el America. I don't have it. I don't have it. I actually, my wife can probably say it. Oh, but she's sleepy. She actually recorded it for me <laughs> with her French accent. That was the best. Que chingue a su madre el America. See, oh no, no, for real, Ching and Sumatra, we'd rather play Atlas than play them. <laughs> I want the best, and as of right now, I don't know. I mean, they are the current champions, but I don't think Atlas are going to be able to defend their title. I would I would love to get a, a revenge over Pachuca. They've they've eliminated Chivas quite a few times in the past, and I, I would like to have that opportunity. Yeah, yeah, that was true when uh, Aleto knocked us out with that header. Uh, don't remind me that was a killer man that was painful that hurt so bad yeah yeah we had so many young players it looked like we were gonna pull it off and next thing you know so we got an upcoming match between pumas and seattle tomorrow are is the mexican league gonna retain the title for the 17th consecutive season or will seattle upset and will it finally go to the MLS? Man, I, I had, I had said that if Pumas made it, that they would be the weakest of the two. Um, and now they have that Dineno got injured. I know that's gonna hurt them a bit. Damn, I just hope they don't they don't become a vergüenza nacional. I hope not. It's not. It's not. It's, it's not like that team sucks. They got Ridas. He's he's really good, dude. That's, that's a really good player right there. And keep keep in mind, uh, Seattle's eleventh in, in in the table for uh, for the Western Conference. So they're they're not a superpower. But that said, I think knowing knowing that they have a, I guess a, a, a injured Pumas team, and Pumas is what in Liga MX. They are twelfth, I think. Man, they're like almost even, <laughs> like the same. Yeah, right. Those Pumas injuries that you mentioned, the uh, Nino and uh, the other one, Lopez, Leo Lopez. 
Mm-hmm. But he's a their starting mid. He's also out. And, and they, they close at home too. Uh, Sounders close at home, and that's that's always been a big one. Like they were, I was reading the stats on Libertadores. I think it was like over sixty percent or seventy percent of the teams that closed at home would would win it. I mean, this was before they changed it. I don't know if they're still doing the one. You know, when wait, no, they wanted to change it. I got confused because they played that one game in Madrid. Um, but yeah, the teams that close at home have have had the upper hand. Don't worry, guys. That overrated player Alan Mosso is on their on their side. <laughs> I mean, I think sure. Pumas are gonna need to steal a playbook from um, their fans and Cardoso. Remember how Cardoso would say before important games, like he wouldn't shower and things like that to like. <laughs> <laughs> offset the defenders. Well, Pumas fans don't shower, uh, so the players just gonna copy their fans <laughs> and that'll give them an advantage. Where's Chiki said? I want to know. He he rolls around with men pl- uh, fighting jujitsu, so maybe that's maybe it's true. <laughs> he knows. He definitely knows, man. The secret. <laughs> Um. Also, Johnny Rico doesn't like the fact that we've been talking shit about Andy Martin. He's pretty mad. <laughs> uh, hey, what's up, Johnny? Nice let let let, let Johnny let Johnny on. He's 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 listening right here. Uh, let's see. He should, he should he should be giving given quarter to defend his team. I'll uh, invite him to speak. Player, more like player, because uh, we we did say good stuff about. America's club winning, winning. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hi, Johnny. How are you doing, man? Welcome to the show. Johnny, what do you hey. got for us? Um, I, I have a feeling that Henry Martin is going to blow up this Liguilla. <laughs> La Bomba. La Bomba <laughs> gonna win the is he even starting? <laughs> no, but coming off the bench, scoring that second, second goal against Tigres. Oh, the deflect. Yeah, you're right. He he has scored a legit goal the the week before <laughs> that was wrongly called a foul. No, I'm just giving you trouble, man. It's it's all good. Yeah, yeah, no, but no, I'm I'm actually excited that uh, America's coming back from dead last to we're gonna finish top three. Ooh, my wait, man, wait. coming with these you predictions. Said you said you're really excited that America came back from last. Are you kind of upset though? Here's here's the thing, no. I, like... I think, I think America when they when they fired Solari, that was like the turning point that we needed because Solari was just like nasty or terco with his four three three, and now that uh, Tan Ortiz has that four four two going, um, every it's, it plays to to the player's strength. So it's it's the rebound so, we needed. Johnny, though, I have to ask, what went wrong? Because you finished one season second. Second season, first place. No, and then all be, of a sudden. Don't be fooled with the first place. Like, it all the whole season that we were in first place, I kept saying how, like, how shitty we were playing the whole time. We were winning one, one zero games with goals in the 80th minute. And I was just saying, like, we're going to get knocked out in the first round again if you keep Solari. Like, I was so pissed when they, when they let go of Piojo Herrera because they brought in this Solari guy that doesn't know jack shit about Mex- Mexican soccer. 
pero jugó en el Madrid, ¿no? He also played for Atlanta. Yeah, but, yeah, but he seemed a little confused when uh, I remember seeing or uh, reading about an interview where he seemed a little confused by the whole Liguilla thing, right? Yeah, like it, no familiarity with it. Yeah, he like the whole time he was there, he was playing for points. He was just you know scratching out one zero wins here and there, getting a draw instead of a loss. Like he, he he always played for points and never for the momentum that you need in Liguilla. That makes sense. I I, I think he you had that team with a lot of potential, and he was like holding them back. Uh, which now they're showing because they've had some, like, they're winning like 3-0, 3-1. Yeah, they're on a hot streak, and they're looking pretty good. Uh... And you got to give them credit. Because of uh, America's elimination against Pachuca, uh, they did get away uh, rid of the away goal rule. So the way you finish in the table uh, determines how you go through uh, on a tie. So, Johnny, what do you think about the America versus Monterrey uh, in the CONCACAF Champions League final? That was also Larry or the guy que abaricó la pelota enfrente de la portería. Wait, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, which, which final are we talking about? The, the greatest final this year. Oh, God. Which was... Uh, Monterrey versus America. In, that, uh, that was for the league, no? That was for league. No, no, uh, no, it was CONCACAF Champions League. It was a final. And that won the league too. But that was be right uh, the league before the the previous. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's all a blur. It's all, like, you know, the dark <laughs> the dark days after Fiofo. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be worse at that 7-0, right? With Mexico. Yeah. Ricardo says El Tano is going to lead America to the first true campeonismo. We're going to win four in a row con el profe Ortiz. I love where you get your confidence from, Ricardo. You know, we, we might we might need, you know, some refuerzos for, for that to be true. I have a question. Or some uh, brother 85 tournaments. Do you keep, do you keep the coach? The coach is doing a great job, but yeah, I, I, I keep, I would keep Ortiz next season for sure. He's, he's doing an amazing job. I don't, why, why gamble with, with some other coach that may or may not work out when you already got one that's working out. Totally agree. If the thing is, if the project is working, why change it? Right? He, de he definitely earned. If he wants it, he definitely earned the, the permanent uh, job. I got a question for all of you. You know, you look at uh, Michel Lano and how the players played really bad for him. And you also look at Solari as well. And all of a sudden, uh, a new coach comes in and things go a complete 180. Do you think there's truth in, like, the, the players sort of intentionally throwing games just to get rid of a coach that they don't like? Yes. Go watch America versus Pachuca game. Uh, watch the goals. <laughs> Literally let those goals go in. Literally. I, Once I saw that game, I was like, This dude's out. They literally like threw that game. That's where I realized that was true. That Pachuca America game. I, I wouldn't say I, I would disagree with the with the America one. 
I don't think the players did that to Solari, but I did it. It, it was looking kind of suspect with Leon, like the Leon players just picking up red cards all over the place trying to get their coach fired. That one, <laughs> that one was suspect. But but they had the same type of coach. Uh, the coach with a European standard method of working, being very strict, things like that. It just didn't go with the Liga and Mekis flow. You know, Liga Mekis players kind of went like a Piojo coach where like, he's going to do nice practices and tens, but he's kind of also like your friend kind of guy. They don't want this like strict boss, you know, like demanding like high standards and everything. And I feel like Solari and the Leon coach, they were kind of like the same work method and the players are not like that. Alpaso, are you saying that El Tuca Ferretti is not strict like those Europeans coaches? Yeah, but there's a difference, you know, uh, with Solari and the other guys. It was like, you know, like a strict boss, which is a boss you hate. And then with uh, Tuca's like your grandpa, you know, that's just the way he is. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just grandpa. You're going to stand up to your own grandpa like that. <laughs> yeah, but going with, going with the but, subject, right? I think the players are capable of, of, of throwing the game. But I think for the most part, I think when you're you're not on the same page with the coach or players and coach aren't playing, they play frustrated. And if you play frustrated, you're not doing your job, right? It's, the message is not getting through. So I think I think America, that's probably what happened with them. Same with uh, Leano. Actually, I think I, th- I think uh, with Leano, they lost respect after they saw those pictures of him shirtless, man. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I'd agree with that. I, I'd agree with that because with, with America, you could tell that the players were frustrated because they were playing out of position because the uh, Solari wanted that 4-3-3. You know, he, when Diego Alvarez first came to, to America this season, you know, he was playing him as a winger. You know, that's that's not what, what Diego Alvarez is, is shining now down the middle. Uh, so, and that, that happened to to a lot of players just being played out of position. I think they, he had like Jonas Contencion once, like it, all, all kinds, of, kinds of weird shit that just frustrated the players because they couldn't that's not what they do. That's interesting that you mentioned that Layun playing out of position as contention because I even remember him playing like that under Osorio sometimes. I mean, Layun is interchangeable from right to left as far as I know. Like, he can play right back or left back, but I don't really remember him playing well in the in midfield. Yeah, not a club level, but Osorio did use him a couple of times. But you know, same time, it's Osorio. That that was his thing. Which there was a rumor of him potentially returning to coach in Mexico. Uh very quickly, Ricardo says, Is this the Cantina MX podcast or the Area fifty one podcast? You guys sound like Joel when it comes to the Chivas promoters. And he also <laughs> says, uh Tuca Ferretti is un mafioso. And uh, Ricardo wants Johnny to know who is the biggest in Mexico. ¿Quién es el más grande en Mexico? You want him to know or he wants to Cuauhtémoc ask? Cuauhtémoc Blanco. Lo bueno que no dijo la América. No de la espalda, sino de jugador. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and... Uh, you know, just to rewind a bit, you guys, you guys were talking about Selección a little earlier that there's no marquee player and that the sponsors yes. were probably pressuring. 
right now the marquee player, someone said Irving Lozano, but you guys forgot to mention Ochoa. Like Ochoa is the face of the Still? selection right now. Yeah, yes, he ever been to that to that you know same popularity as like Chicharo, you know. I see yeah, Ochoa making the day, retirement only, home commercials. I mean, when you want a marquee player thing like offense, you know, it's like. It's, yeah. like when you th- it's, like, it's like when you think about your finances, you can only save so much. A goalie can only save you so much. You want more goals. You want more money. You want, you know, the good stuff. You, you know you know how much money, how much uh, State Farm insurance money Ochoa has brought in? Oh, I can't imagine. Was, was it State, State Farm or Allstate? Allstate, no? Allstate, yeah, yeah. Are yeah. you in good hands? <laughs> oh, for real? I didn't even know that. I work for Allstate, so I'm gonna start oh. using that. <laughs> <Bear>. Wow, dude! <laughs> I would say, in terms of popularity and familiarity, it's definitely gonna be Chucky Lozano, Ochoa, maybe Ache Ache. I don't know. No, it, w- it would be Chicharito, the, the, those three guys. I mean, like, that's oh, currently okay. playing for the national team. I'll tell you this. When I went to Austin to cover that Chile-Mexico game, I was actually quite surprised with the fans calling for Flores' name. It's like as if they, they knew who this kid was already. I was pretty surprised by that. Well, you hear the media, the, the media talking about him quite a bit. I think, was it ESPN Deportes talking about them all the time? Hey, Johnny, yeah. I'm glad you brought up... Uh, uh, Ochoa, because that this is a Ochoa is a great topic. I I don't know about you guys. This is this is actually a kind of hot take, but I think he should Ochoa needs to be benched. And uh, Ooh, that is a bring, hot take. Yeah, and bringing uh, you know, what we have in the me personally, I like always like Jonathan Orozco because he has really great footwork. But there's another one that I can't I can't remember his name right now. I don't know if he plays for Puebla or not Puebla. But he's, he looks like a young hippie with the long hair. I can't remember his name. Oh, Acevedo? Acevedo, that guy. Yeah. There, this there's time some will really... come. But yeah. why, why, why would you bench Ochoa? He's been, like, on fire, like, this last two months. Like, between well, Selección and America, he's got one goal in nine games. Yeah, he hasn't conceded a goal in a long time, man. I do concede that he's actually in a, in a hot streak right now. But he just, I don't know, man. He just didn't give me that security when he was in the, in the Selección, man. Uh, that it's just, I, but maybe it was just the whole system, just seemed like it was just not working good, uh, or that confidence was not there, or that leadership was not there. Yeah, Ochoa is not going anywhere. He's 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 the starter for the World Cup. And they're just yeah. gonna ride him out. And as sure. simple as that. Yeah, because like you were talking about uh, Orozco, I think from a coaching perspective, coaches do prefer Orozco. I, I guarantee you, Guardiola was coaching Mexico. He won't want Orozco because he likes goalies that play with his feet, and Ochoa can't. But, you know, me, I hate on Ochoa on a club level. I hate on him on friendly mode. But when it comes to the World Cup, it's like, yo, we got Ochoa. Like, that's where he blows up. Like, the World Cup's this thing. You know, the whole world knows him for his World Cup performances. Club level, no one knows him. You know, they don't know nothing about him outside of the World Cup. Like, that's his tournament. So it's just how Mexico does really good in World Cups, better than you expect them to do. Uh, Ochoa is just that kind of guy. That's the guy you want in the World Cup. You know he's going to be solid in there. But, yeah, I agree. As far as other games, eh, not so much. He shows up every four years. Yeah. You know, I think Ochoa is just, you know, has the same symptoms as all of Mexico. 
they play at the level of their opponents. If you're playing some crappy ass Concacaf team, Mexico is going to play like crappy ass soccer. You play against Brazil, then Mexico rises to the occasion. Well, don't worry. We got Poland, Argentina, and uh, who's that last Saudi, one? Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. We got three, three matches. We're gonna have to step up to. I I see it doable. I think Mexico will finish in the top two. It's very doable. They just gotta get the result versus Poland, and you know, and I believe they can beat Argentina too. Who cares, man? I know there's gonna be some haters here, but. They can do it. I I said it was impossible to beat Germany last World Cup. So what what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think in, in group stage, I think Mexico should be considered by this point a dark horse. Just going back to '94, at least in group stage, uh, you know, to be one of the only teams aside from Brazil to always get out of the group stage. They've been in group of death twice. Uh, and they've gotten some big results against some big teams. Uh, they got the draw. We were talking about it a few pods back. The draw in 98 against Holland. And that Holland team was stacked. Uh, that's a, a fun match to see. Um, to tie Brazil in Brazil. They tied Italy uh, in 94. They tied them. And Italy was one of the... They, they were finalists. And just seeing the, the squad they had, you know. They tied them again in 2 uh, was it in O two? Yeah, two thousand two. Yeah, now they're you know, scoring. Yeah, they and uh, and now they've beaten. They beat France. They beat Germany. They beat Croatia. So I think at least at the group stage, Mexico's like they're like swole, dude. They're like that. They're that buff dog. But then once once <laughs> they get once they make it past, they become the the little dog. They just I don't know what happens, man. They turn into a chihuahua. They lose, they lose their power. Yeah, they they lose their power. So. Dude, a win over Argentina, if, if it happens at the World Cup, it's more likely to happen at the group stage than in, uh, in an elimination round. Yeah, and that's what I'm banking on. I, I, I think they can get the win at the group stage for sure. And the, the best part about it is the prospects after the group stage. They, 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 uh, who are the te- I think there were two European teams that had like a big... Uh, France and somebody else. Yeah, but France is not going to get to pass the group stage. It's the World Cup winner's curse. I don't think they will. Do you think it's going to continue, huh? Oh, yeah. Especially I don't know, man. Fun. The way Benzema's been playing, holy shit. The, the way he played today, that, that boy, good. <laughs> yeah, but he can get injured, you know. If you rely on one player... You know, you're doomed to fail. You know, it's got to be... I'm Mbappe, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, France are fucking stacked, man. I was just playing out Benzema, but... Yeah, they are... Mbappe's a farmer, I know. Oh, my God, dude. (laughs) 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 That team is stacked. Stacked, stacked, stacked. That's going to be the... That's a a good problem to have when you don't even know who you're going to take because you got squad. Yeah, so who knows what's going to happen, but it, uh, it's going to be an exciting time, I think. But we did beat France in the Olympics. Yeah, with Guignac. <laughs> and then uh, Argentina 2018, they had like a pretty good roster, and I think their first game they tied 0-0 versus Iceland now. I think you're right. 
Yeah, so, I mean, like, you know, everyone's like, Argentina this, Argentina that. Their team, you know, I know they have, like, a 30-something unbeaten run. But if you look at their team, like, on paper, they're not that scary. I mean, yeah, they got Messi, but look at what stage in his career Messi is. Messi just came out the other day and said that sometimes he tries to take on four players, but his body doesn't respond is the same. So it's just, like, frustrating. You know, maybe this time he only will take on two. So, but, uh, props, man. Mm-mm-mm. I think I we need to give ourselves a little bit more respect. Florin Tauvin went on record saying that he feels that the Mexican League is number six in the world. Yeah, and I don't blame him, man. He he was having a hard time at the beginning when he first came. Yeah, I think I think uh, the Mexican League's competitive, man. I, listen, it's not the best league in the world, but it's one of the more competitive ones because anybody can win that championship, right? Yeah. How long had it been since Atlas won at Cruz Azul, right? I mean, well, I don't know if you guys remember Tata Martino early on caught flack for saying, you know, about Liga MX. I'm not exactly sure what his quote was. I think he said something more competitive than the La Liga. And the media was, you know, clowning him. And then he, he defended his take. And he said, what's so competitive if you're like a Granada and you get your ass handed by Real Madrid, you know, getting whooped by 4-0 or 5-0, how is that competitive? He said, how Liga MX, any team can beat any other team. And he's like, and that's, that's weekend, you know, that's every other week that that's happening. Right. And so, yeah, I, I do feel in, in that sense, it, yeah, there's just a lot of truth to that. Right. Yeah, and I, I certainly didn't, you know, have any negative reactions to when Tata said that, right? For years, it's it's something that, that kind of crossed my mind, and then I felt validated. There's a, a Bay Area a soccer talk show. I don't know if Jaime's ever heard it. It's called Deportes con Carlos Cesar Rivera. And that guy for years also has been saying that the Mexican League is is, is one of the most competitive leagues in the world because – it's it's not like England, right, where you have like your four teams that 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 are going to win it at all times, or your two teams in Spain. In, in the Mexican league, you have any team that can that can win it. Yeah, right. Well, and so well, you have Bundesliga now. They they wanna they're looking into doing Liguilla. I did not know that. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, that will that will that will surely stop at ten win winning streak for Bayern Munich, man. Ten. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's just completely unfair just, at, at that point. point. They just show up. Yeah, and another thing people got to realize when people say, like, more competitive, it doesn't necessarily mean more talented. Exactly. You, you know, some Argentinians are listening to the show right now. They're going to say, ah, esos mexicanos, they think that their league is better than the Premier <laughs> League, La Liga. No, not saying that at all. More competitive, I'm not necessarily more talented. Yeah, where you do have players, teams. Because also, the Liga Mekis is, I mean, it's a good league. You have a lot of teams that have uh, starters for, like, South American national teams. You know, like Ecuador that's going to the World Cup, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so when you have players that do play for their national teams, and then they get whooped by Puebla or Querétaro or whatever, yeah, it's like a humble right. lesson. So, yeah, it's, it's competitive. But Hawaii sure. and Chile for years supplemented their World Cup teams from Liga MX. Yeah, Ecuador too early on. Ecuador, like, yeah. And, and Chile también. Uh, Even Colombia for a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Chile. You, you know what would be an interesting study is 
going back through all the World Cup rosters and seeing which league provided the most players, Liga MX would be right among them. Um, I think they've they've done it. You know, it was I think the Prem League was the one that had the most last yeah, World Cup. Yeah, Prem League's always going to win. But, yeah, but but I, I don't know. Liga MX would not be like far behind. Oh yeah, for sure. Easily top eight, I'm sure. Yeah, I think once yeah, you that. once you do what Liga, uh, sorry, La Liga, and then the Prem League, and then after that, it'd probably be like Bundesliga, maybe. Yeah, definitely not the definitely not the Italian league because Italy didn't go to the World Cup. So. <laughs> Italy needs to play in Europe so that the team can get better. Yeah. Yeah, but let me tell you guys the effect of Mexicans in other leagues. If I remember correctly, you guys can correct me because I think I am wrong, but I'm just going to throw it out there. Bayern Munich started investing a lot in the roster once they lost the, the league to Schalke 04 where Pavel Pardo and Osorio were playing. You mean Stuttgart? Stuttgart, Stuttgart man. Stuttgart, yeah. Stuttgart, sorry. Not, not Schalke, sort of, but yeah. Uh, Stuttgart. So w- once that happened, then Bayern Munich started investing heavily and brought in a lot of good players like R- Ribery and I don't What was that other guy? Robin. Real Madrid. Robin, yeah. The, the, the diver. Robin. <laughs> But yeah, that's a not only can Mexicans bring the competition in the league, but bring it out there, you know, out there in other leagues, and and get some results, man. Well, you know, it's interesting you mentioned that because I've used that argument before. Because there's always the talk of you have to send players to Europe to get better, and I always use that example the the two Mexicans that went to to a Stuttgart and won because their career was made in Mexico. And those guys, you know, played a role in that team winning a league. They didn't have to play in Europe to get good. They were already good. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying Uh, don't go. I'm just saying that shouldn't be the goal of of the league or the selection to be sending players to Europe. I I agree. I agree with that. I think, for example, Leibniz would be so much better if he was with America. Well, and Johnny, I said it earlier. If he would have stayed, I, I wouldn't doubt if they would have won a league. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't that, know if he's that is, good. He won the league and left, and like, and right there and then he, he, he became a, a starter at Ajax. You know. Same same thing with uh, Diego Reyes, for example. If he would have stayed with America, he would have been a regular at Selección. He 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 just went to Europe to go get lost, and then just came back a failure to Mexico. <laughs> yeah, hey, where did he play in uh, Porto. in Espanol? Or oh, Porto, Porto. That's right. That's right. He did go to Espanol as well, I think. Yeah, he did. Uh, as it turns out, it looks like the president of FIFA Infantino will be at the game tomorrow between Pumas and Seattle. No way. That's freaking cool. That is. Oh, you know what would be so funny? If they do the chant directed at him. (laughs) (laughs) But didn't they say uh, they're not punishing that anymore? Yeah, they're not. As long as the stadium can show. They took, like, they tried taking the initiative to stop it. 
like enforce the rules. But that's all they got to do, like show some effort. And if, well, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, there was violence over the weekends, uh, some fist fighting. Uh, I forgot what teams it was. Cruz Azul. Cruz Azul. He <laughs> said, I forgot. It's always going to be fighting in that case, I mean. <laughs> no, no, I forgot like what team specifically, but I, I did see a video clip of it. Oh, it was uh, Cruz Azul in San Luis. No, but there's always fighting. I just, I don't think it's, it gets to that point, you know, uh, but a lot of these uh, Barra Bravas or Ultras or whatever you want to call them, they don't throw hands. Uh, it just doesn't get to that point at what we saw at, uh, what was it, Querétaro? Yeah. Did anybody we, die there? I keep hearing that that people died, and then they say, oh, the government's trying to cover it up, and nobody died. Uh, but did actually someone died from that that violence on that stadium? I don't think. I, I don't think they officially. Were... I don't think so. No, they didn't. They did not report any casualties. But oh. then again, who knows? Yeah, yeah, officially it was zero. But people that were there that were caught up in the fighting said, like the people they they came with, like they they were killed in the in the fight. What? How can uh, they cover something up like that? That's insane. And I don't think it was like Barra Bravas with that. I think that situation was like something completely else. Like whether yeah. you want to call organized crime or whatever the case might be. I think that was beyond Barra Bravas. They just used that as a smokescreen. They were saying there was a, like from the Jalisco cartel that had traveled with Atlas. Yeah, because the amount those, of violence. Those were the guys. Yeah. yeah, the amount of violence and like the disrespect towards human life. That was not some guys out there like supporting their soccer team. That was like something like way beyond that. I th- I think what all these barras and 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 fans need to do is do like that referee they got on video smoking smoking a joint. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> they just gotta smoke a joint and chill, man. I like that video and the Champions League music just made it even better. <laughs> Hey guys, I gotta run out, but uh, it was a pleasure uh, speaking with you all. Thanks for coming here, Tony. Thank you, the legendary Pern, for hopping on tonight. We're actually at that point where we're gonna wrap it up, anyways. Um, but I did want to get uh, your guys' prediction for tomorrow and overall just the Champions League final between Pumas and Seattle. Uh, we'll start with Al Pastor. What do you think? Who's gonna take it? You know, as a Mexican, I always wanted Mexican clubs to do well. Uh, but I, I think Seattle's going to take us. Uh, no, actually, they play they play Mexico City, right? Tomorrow, uh, yeah. Yeah, and then they close at, at Seattle. I, I say it ends a draw where Pumas barely wins by one, and then Seattle wins it at home, like takes the whole cup. But yeah, I don't. There's no way Pumas comes out tomorrow. Wins two nothing, three nothing, nothing like that. It might be a one zero or a zero zero one one type thing. That was gonna be my prediction: two zero Pumas. Nah. Like, the here's the thing: the altitude of Mexico City it affects the Monterrey club. So what do you think is gonna do to the Seattle clubs? That is true because uh, they're like at uh, ocean level, whatever. Yeah, they're at sea yeah. level. Level, yeah, yeah. I think I think Pumas takes a two-zero tomorrow. I have no idea what's going to happen in Seattle, but the first leg's going to Pumas two-zero. Honestly, in uh, in honor in 
you know, yeah, the Seattle has been in this uh, situation before where they had they had the home game versus Monterrey in the Conquer Champions League. I think it was what 2011 or 2012, one of those, and Monterrey got the win uh, away. So uh, I think Pumas will do the same. They'll probably tie one-one, but they'll get the win in uh, in you know in Seattle in honor of Monterrey. Fifteenth place, Chivas also smokes Seattle in the Champions League. <laughs> That's right. I feel the injuries are going to do Pumas in. And I see Seattle taking the series. Not too sure on, on the scores, but I oh, can see them. Forgot about the score. Yeah, Alan, Alan Mosso will score a hat trick in Seattle. <laughs> uh, you, you know what? I, I actually think Pumas are going to. I'm gonna say fuck it to to Liga MX. I know they can sneak into the into the top twelve to the Repechaje, but I I think they're gonna put that game aside and just focus one hundred percent on Concacaf. And they should, honestly, that they, they they should not be a vergüenza nacional, please. I'm I'm gonna go with with Joel here. Uh, I've been saying that for a while that eventually there's gonna be an MLS team that that wins it, and. Uh, I think the injuries are going to do win Pumas. They may win one nothing at home, but then uh, when they go to Seattle, I have a feeling they're going to be like seven eleven and not close. <laughs> wow, I haven't heard that expression before. So, so that that that's my thought. You know, so I think the injuries are going to be a little a little much, at least for their for their firepower, right? So, los picolines are going to come out of uh, retirement. Watch. <laughs> hey, but the Nino's back, and you know, give most a lot of uh, hate. But with them crosses and the Nino's back in Seattle, they can definitely put up a fight. No. I thought he was. I thought he was gonna miss the game. The, no, the he's missing tomorrow's. But if he's ready for the return one, if, if he's ready, there's a there's a there's a chance then, right? But again, that's all gonna depend on on what condition he's in. You know, you know what? Never count out a team with a strong goalkeeper. I think Talavera will carry them. That is true. Valid point. Good point there. And I do think that tomorrow Pumas will have to take advantage of the home field and really just make it an uncomfortable uh, arena for Seattle. Um, I don't think they deal with that kind of adversary or, or, or that kind of hostile environment in America. So um, I do think that Pumas could win this. And I'm always going to root for Liga Mekis when it comes to these, uh, you know, these finals. Uh, even if it was America, I'd rather see America win than an MLS team. So I, w- I just want to keep the, the joke going. You know, it's been 16 years in a row, and, you know, MLS keeps claiming that the gap is closing, but I think Pumas are, are ready to take this. They they don't really have anything else going for them. They are right there on the bubble, last place. Uh, it, as far as Repechaje goes, they're in 12th out of the 12th spots. So I, I hope that they, they get the victory tomorrow, and, and we'll see what happens over there in Seattle. And uh, we'll also see what happens to La Selección tomorrow. Uh, they do play Guatemala. I just hope nobody gets injured. Uh, Nene Beltran already got sent home. So I, I just hope that uh, all the players tomorrow that play uh, stay healthy. I think, they'll, I think they'll be okay, man. I think the Guatemalan players were sleeping at the airport, right? They're going to be a little tired. <laughs> <laughs> that sucked, man. Right, that's messed up, man, for sure. 
Yeah, then I get like 30 G's a month for Guatemala. You think about his players in motel rooms? So what? No le hicieron serenata en el aeropuerto? Wait, was it just a missed flight? Because, I mean, if it's just a missed flight, I don't see why they can't get a, you know, they even couldn't a get it, dude, They couldn't get a hotel uh, or nothing, bro. There, They couldn't. I mean, that was on the, on the directiva, you know. They were probably in what they sleep. They couldn't get a hold of no one. Then I probably went to a hotel. Yeah, <laughs> 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 he's, he's eating, dude. He's ordering. He's already in room service. He's like, "Where's the Weston? I'll, I'll see. I'll see you guys later." <laughs> Stay warm, guys. <laughs> All righty, folks. Well, this was episode three thirty-two of Cantina MX Football Pod- Pod- yeah, Podcast. Can't even talk right now. I want to thank everybody for hopping on. It was a it was a fun one with everyone in the panel tonight, and of course, our uh, number one fan on the YouTube chat, Ricardo. Uh, do you guys have any closing thoughts before we wrap this up? Me really no. quick. If, if Flores, they call him, just give him the whole game. I don't, I don't see the point of calling him and playing him 10 minutes at the end. Just, just give him the whole match. Playing eight hours to only play 10 minutes? Depends yeah. on what his club allows, too. Oh, I forgot about that one. That's as well. But, I mean, it's not like he's playing the first team. You know, he's playing with the under-23 uh, I'm sure they'll survive. I remember Neri Castillo flying 36 hours from from Donetsk all the way to to a friendly here in Arizona, and eh, play like 30 or was it 45 minutes? Oh my god, that 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 must have been killer. The only uh, final thoughts I have is uh, we'd call on Pichichi, but we're out of time. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for joining us this time, Pichichi. Pichichi, the silent killer in the room, refuses to speak up. But hey, thank thank you for for letting me hop on. It's good to talk to you all. Hey man, it was nice to talk to you too, man. Peace out, guys. Thanks, Al Pastor Johnny Rico. Thank you, Johnny Rico, for hopping on. Al Pastor Elbow and Hueli. We'll catch you guys in the next one. And good night. <laughs>